Let's see. Here's a brief history of April Fool's Day from what I could compile and some of the top pranks from around the world that are related to the history. And it mostly looks like government pranks. I don't know. Here we go. All right. Um, they changed the calendar at one point, and some people were confused in France in the 16th century. They didn't know we changed the calendar. And so they were walking around like fools, I guess, abiding by the other calendar, and the other people made fun of them. That's, that's comedy in the 16th century. Hmm. Um, but they stuck fishes on their backs and it was called April fish. So if you were an April fish, you were an April fool. Now, however, contrary to that story, Scotland claims credit for coming up with this thing. And they got two days, even including the tally day. They do April fools on two days. And they, they claim that they are the origin story of sticking a, a note on your coworkers back. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. David, you know, the note hmm. kick me out of stupid. I kick me out. I smell or like, you know, I drink your last beer, like whatever, you know, like stuck on your back. Uh, then this, this one's really funny. This is like you hire somebody to be a messenger and they got to deliver an erroneous message to somebody else. And that person sends you on a, delivering another message and another message. You just keep delivering messages all day. It sounds like a prank on an Amazon driver. No, it's just like a prank on your buddy to like send them. The, they're the April fool. Does that make sense? Like the messenger is the mm-hmm. fool in that scenario, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this is one of my favorites, though. The Spaghetti Harvest of 1957 is broadcast by the BBC. The Swiss farmers reported that they had a great spaghetti harvest that year. You know, yielded good crops. Harvesting spaghetti. some spaghetti. Mm. Harvesting <laughs> pasta. That sounds legitimate. The BBC also reported in another year about flying penguins. Or uh, there was a travel agency that reported they would give free trips to Mars on a rocket. Which is funny because Apple TV has a show about selling people like real estate plots on the moon hmm. right now we have a show like that. So kind of similar to that plot. Is it a fiction uh, or is it like a reality show? No, that'd be really funny if they did like a documentary about the, there is an agency that has sold real estate on the moon. <laughs> That's what doesn't make any like... sense because like the government and countries claim spots on the moon. So there's these, com- there's real estate companies that, yeah, they sell you like, Hey, we'll get you that spot by the sea of tranquility, you know, poolside, you know what I'm saying? Like, is it like, <laughs> or is it like uh, timeshares, but for the Mar- for Mars? Right. Yeah, it's like more like timeshares for the moon is like the show. What is that show called? All I know is Billy Crudup's in it. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Now the title escapes me because I wasn't going to go into detail about that show, so I didn't write it down. Um, another report was like, the BBC, I guess, does this like traditionally, right? Because another report they kicked out with was that gravity was going to disappear for a day or be so reduced that you could jump off the planet. That's kind of funny. Or humorous, amusing. They're mostly just amusing. Denmark, Denmark's like, we're giving away free wine. So people are showing up at the parliament offices with buckets and wheelbarrows and, you know, <laughs> stuff to take the wine back home. That one's pretty good. Um, what else do I got? I can't read my scratches. I had another French story, but then I don't know. Whatever. It's like impossible to read. <laughs> uh, you guys ever get pranked on April Fool's Day? Mm. Or do the pranking? Um, I think the worst was uh, um, a new girlfriend at the time convinced me that she was pregnant, which was kind of not funny how new the relationship at the time. David, that's actually called a trap. Yeah. It's all kinds of relationship <laughs> shows, movies, and books about getting trapped, boy. <laughs> oh my well, at least she that's revealed whole, it was a prank. That's a different scenario, brother. <laughs> Honestly, a- I'm a bad liar. I'm a bad mm. pranker. I mm. just am not good at it. So, 
Crack open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the Binge Watchers Podcast. I'm not so good at that. <laughs> oh, dang. Anyway, the you? people yammering on. That's Dangerous Dave, right? He's going to pull yeah. the dangerous facts about tonight's movie, and that's Jordan Savage. She's so savage, she can review a movie without having watched it. She'll just drop her opinions, and we got to deal with it. That's the way it is. And, of course, I'm Johnny Spoiler. I only spoil the movies I love. And that's it. Binge Watchers Podcast. Here we go. Home video headlines. We'll just keep cruising along. It's the latest and greatest in TV and movies. Actually, it's just, it's not even the latest and greatest. It's kind of biased because actually I'm just picking things I want to talk about. Otherwise, what's the point? I used to ask the crew to come up with some taglines, but then I never knew. I was always surprised by what they pulled out. But anyway, um, there's this movie called Minute Work, which came out in like the 90s, like Charlie Sheen and his brother, Emilio Estevez. And uh, they have a politician using like mafia types to dump toxic waste in the ocean. And then... In real life, there was just this extensive study saying, like, DDT actually got dropped into the coastline. I'm like, oh, man. So, David, hmm. we were swimming. We were just swimming in DDT in our childhood. That's fun. That's real fun. Take the whole family down oh, to the California memories. shorelines. Go on down to Huntington Beach. You know, maybe see a stingray. Suck up some forever chemicals. It's just funny that the plot of the movie, which is, like, just a ridiculous comedy, became reality. So, anyway, I wrote that down. Um in another domestic nightmare, there's conflicting reports. I don't know which one. This one breaks my heart. Jonathan Majors is in like is major trouble, right? Like he's mm-hmm. being brought up on like domestic assault charges. Supposedly he may have assaulted his girlfriend and is in a cab ride. But then, of course, by the time he gets to court, he's saying, no, I called 911 myself because she was having some kind of psychotic episode. Don't know which way it's going to go. I saw that his sponsors were already pulling like his advertisements and He's a huge mm. movie star. I mean, he's like Kane the Conqueror in Marvel. He's in Creed 3 as the villain. He has another, like they're saying like he has an Oscar-worthy movie coming out called Magazine Dreams or something like that. Hmm. Uh, anyway, it's just, it would be heartbreaking if he turned out to be a bastard. That's all. Like if he, yeah. you know what I mean? If he's really, because like a theater director supposedly chimed in on Twitter and said like, oh yeah, he's a sociopath and he's like a super aggressive person. I'm like, man, is it steroids? It's always roids. It gets it gets all of them. There's like a famous wrestler who killed himself and his family. Do you know about this guy? Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't remember their name or anything, but I I remember. I know who you're talking about. Anyway, I'm treading on some dangerous water. I know, folks, and I'm not even the one who's dangerous on the show. That's Dave's job. But (laughs) I'm not even going to get that dangerous. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, and I shouldn't care that much because I don't personally know Jonathan Majors, but it just sucks all the way around. Right. Like you wouldn't want like yeah. a he's just, you know, I guess I guess that's what the confliction is. It's like he's a really good actor. And uh, I would hate I would hate for him to be not a nice person in real life. That's well like well, that's the, basically to summarize it. This was his year. Like he had two like two weeks of year. 
and <laughs> like you couldn't be anybody like he just presented at the Oscars. So like you couldn't be writing mm-hmm. higher than him right now. And then to do this, I mean, I yeah, don't but know. So maybe that's what it is. Like maybe fame at that point, it just breaks your mind. And like, you can't take it anymore. And then like you self-destruct and horrible things happen. I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's playing a lot of bad guys lately. I don't know if that's messing with the psyche, but yeah, but usually the bad, the, usually the actors that play the bad guys are the best people in real life. And usually people that play the heroes are the scumbags. Like Steven Seagal, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like usually they're the jerks. It's the other way around, like because they want to play what they op- their opposite is or whatever, right? I know Jordan's very very quiet. Well, it's very yeah, quiet. it's just sad news if it's, it's true, sad. and it's sad news if it's not true. You know, you're right. It doesn't. There's no winning. It's like no. bad all the way yeah. around. It's yeah, just yeah, bad. Yeah, because yeah. somebody's hurt. We don't know the cause. Yeah, it just sucks all the way around. You're right. Right. Uh, Robert Pattinson and Robert Downey Jr. are going to be in a funny serial killer thriller from Adam McKay. I don't care about Pattinson one way or the other. You know, whatever. I think that's a fun duo. I I will be excited to see them on screen. Yeah. I've kind of warmed up to Pattinson. He's... He's more than the twinkly vampire. Because he's your Batman, David? He's your Batman now? (laughs) He was a good Batman, okay? Is he a good Batman or yeah. better? Okay, usually you get like a good Bruce Wayne or a good Batman. It's hard to get the combo. Okay, Where does he I, land? he's a good Bruce Wayne, I would say. Like Christian Bale's always going to be my Batman personally, but huh. yeah. Strong endorsement for Christian Bale, David. Pattinson, Batman. You guys talking Batman? about him six months. Ago. I liked him, but I, I'm I'm kind of on her. I mean, in- which one is my Batman? Yeah, I agree with you, yeah. Bill. I know, uh, controversial pick, because I didn't say, you know, Keaton, although Keaton's pretty awesome. I can't, I can't tell if this is an April Fool's joke or if this is legitimate, but there's more and more stories about it, so leaning towards being legitimate news, Blockbuster Video might be roaring back with five stores in California, some in San Diego. What do you think, Dave? I could see that happening, because I've, I've seen videos of, like, uh, especially in, like, L.A., they're already having like uh, pop-up video stores where people like you or me just, you know, create a video store in some space. So I could see Blockbuster cashing in. They're like, well, hey, well, we've already got all the merchandise or all the, you know, <laughs> logos and everything. So I'm going to send them to your house, David. Two days and Thursdays, go rent David's videos. I mean, yeah, you could. I mean, I, I have a bigger selection than some old stores we've been to. Um, man, all I remember is being a blockbuster store manager in training and getting fired with 1300 managers at the same time. However, I love working in a video store. It's like a dream job. You just sit there, you talk about movies, you make recommendations, you try to reduce late fees for the notorious people that don't return their videos. You know, that was me, (laughs) Jordan. I wasn't going to name drop, but I kind (laughs) of felt like it was going that way. Mm-hmm. Well, I worked at like I we you couldn't call it a competitor because all we did was sell. We didn't rent videos. But Wait, let me ask Jordan. Funkos. Jordan, you weren't that teenage girl that laughed at me when I explained the plot of Howard the Duck, right? That was not me. Okay, just so I'm safe. To, I'm safe. Sorry, just wanted to make sure. Did I tell you that story, David? No. We'll save that for another podcast. Howard the Duck. <laughs> uh, Sounds Coop like Mile. you need to save that for your therapist. <laughs> was that traumatic? Did they break your heart? The podcast is therapy. You think I'm going to pay <laughs> money when I can just turn a microphone okay, well, on and act like I know what I'm talking about? People should listen to me and val- totally validate the fact that I exist. All right. 
Kumail Nanjari and Patton Oswalt are going to be in the new Ghostbusters sequel. Ghostbusters, well, working title, Ghostbusters Firehouse. Direct sequel to Ghostbusters Afterlife, which is a, a sequel that replaces the other sequel. Actually, the other one's not really a sequel because it takes place in its own universe, and the other Ghostbusters doesn't don't exist there. Wait, which are you talking about? The Lady Ghostbusters? Yeah, or the last one. Yeah, Lady, well, Ghostbusters, Lady Ghostbusters is exist. its own thing. Yeah, they're like in a micro. So universe. it's its own universe. It's the multiverse, yeah. whatever. In comic books, they, it's it's crossed over with the other Ghostbuster universes. Uh, did that? Um, so much to keep track of these days. <laughs> I don't know how you guys do it. Everything's a multiverse. Thing. Oh, well, well John mind. just schooled me because I didn't know there was like comic books crossing over people. Yeah, there's like a things. what is it? Is it Image IDW? I don't know if they're the same company. There's a basically a comic book company. They do all the off prints of like, like they did the new Transformers runs with comics, and they did. Uh, they might have done some GI Joe, but they basically decided that like the regular Ghostbusters that we know from the first two movies, plus the cartoon Ghostbusters and real Ghostbusters. And the Lady Ghostbusters are all in their own universes, and then they have like a crossover event. Hmm. And they wrote, they had comics about it. Yeah, it's like a gonna... Spider Verse, Ghost Verse kind of thing. They're going right. Through. Well, everything's a multiverse, and, and actually, later on tonight, we're going to be talking about a plot that Chat GDP kicked out. Where we're playing people in a Spring Break movie, and guess what? The characters are podcasters, so it's like a, a binge watchers podcast in another universe, kind of. Hmm. So we'll have our own multiverse situation happening. Yeah, I'm just gonna uh, need a flow chart for everything now. Like, a flow, a flow chart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the worst is we, we talked about it several times. Is the Halloween movie yes. trying to unravel how to follow the Halloween movies is the worst. Uh, <laughs> oh, let's see. Oh, tonight's movie it's called Club Dread. Years ago, Coconut Pete, played by Bill Paxton, had a hit record, but he runs. He now runs a tropical island resort. And then paradise starts to turn into a living hell when an unknown killer begins slaughtering the staff. And as the body count rises, the suspicion among the survivors does too. And then it's up to Coconut Pete and what's left of the staff to solve the mystery and stop the bloodshed. We talked about this movie back in summer slash 2020 on an episode where we covered laid to rest. And then I think I might've said, here's my staff pick. You guys should watch club dread. And then Dave and I were doing a deep dive on Google earlier today, and hopefully he pulled some magic out of his hat. What do you got, David? Unfortunately, I didn't get to get through the entire article, but I did read enough. But um, I was just giving you props, and then you immediately said, well, I didn't oh, well, do as good a job as I should have. Well, what can I, what can I say? I, I have a lot of self-hatred, so I find ways to foil myself. Um, yeah. that's, that's a bold statement, too. Self-hatred. <laughs> It's like one step beyond self-loathing. Well, I'm a hair above self-loathing, you know. Do you pull out your (laughs) hair? There's a movie about Google where one of the characters is always plucking out his eyebrows. Hmm. That has to be like Hmm. a a fear thing. I don't know. Well, he's afraid of his mom. Like She gives him like a nervous tick and he Mm -hmm. just like... And then one point it shows the dad in the car. He like waves at his son and he's got like his one of his eyebrows is gone too. Um, like the mom stresses them out so much, they have that in common or whatever. But Dave, if I but never. I'm basically trying to pull this all back into like David's self hate mechanism. Like, how do you punish yourself, Dave? Uh, just a lot of self loathing. 
Just now it's about whose therapy is it about now? Dude? Yeah, no, it was turning in my therapy. <laughs> it all comes right. back around, boy. Um, so uh, yeah, this is actually considered. Uh, Broken Lizard said they consider this to be their funniest movie. Um, they actually showed the movie to the real Jimmy Buffett. For those who don't know, uh, Coconut Pete is basically a. They even say it in the movie, like uh, he's a ripoff of uh, Jimmy Buffett, or rather, in the movie, Jimmy Buffett rips off him. But in any case, they actually showed this to the real Jimmy Buffett, who liked it so much, he actually got permission to play some of the movie songs on, while he was on one of his tours. That's so, cool as hell. Yeah. I love it. Um, come to find out, this movie has nods to a lot of slashers. Um, particularly, there's a nod to Terror Train, where they explain that somebody was conned into having sex with a dead person, which is like Terror Train, which I think we covered some time ago. Um, and there's a lot of nods to Friday the 13th. Um, and John brought up even like, a, I still know what you did last summer. But it took place on uh, in yeah, the Caribbean. I, and I Jack Black know. is like yeah. the J, J character. Or what What was the character? It's kind, of like, the it's kind of like in Club Dread, there's a character called Lars, who's the massage therapist, who's played by Kevin Heffernan, and is kind of like a little bit overweight and has long hair. But then... Um, Jay uh, Chandra, Chandra Daskar, Su- Sukar. No, yeah. I have it written down. I <laughs> Chandra Saker. Okay, Jay Chandra Saker plays um, Putnam, Putnam, who's the tennis tennis guy, coach, British but has dreadlocks. So Jack Black, I think, is in. I still know what you did last summer, which is on a tropical island. They're at a resort, and somebody's killing people. Yeah, and I think even one point they're including the kitchen, which they include in Club Red, but. There's like a pot stoner hippie, which is kind of like the two characters in Club Dread are kind of like mashed together in the uh, Jack Black version. So, gosh, I feel like they've also seen I Still Know What You Did Last Summer, which came out in 98. This came out in the early 2000s, so they might have seen yeah. it. Um, I would, I would say it's a safe that says like They supposedly referenced also Student Bodies, which is a slasher that I haven't actually seen, so I don't know if so. But I guess like well, it's like Red, a parody itself. Back, yeah. I don't know if you're going to tell us, but they're playing back the records, which is like a, a nod to Deep Red. And I'm like, oh, that's a really deep cut. Like, they say, like, they're also referencing Dario Argento's Italian slasher movies in Club Dread. It, but it mostly feels like Friday the 13th. And I still know she's last summer. To me, personally, it, it I feel like it, even at the end, there's a moment where he pops out of the water. And that's taken right out of the original Friday the 13th. Yeah. So the final jump scare is like, like inspired by Friday 13th. So anyway, it probably Um, runs it it references probably maybe five to seven slasher films, but then also, I mean, I don't know if these are considered references. If it talks about other movies, like they make lassie jokes, they're playing mm Pac-Man in a maze, but Pac-Man's not a movie. It's a video game. So there's other pop culture references that aren't movies. Well, as as you and I were, you and I were talking today. I'm convinced that this movie may have influenced another good horror movie because there's a shot in this movie that I haven't seen done, but one other time uh, in a movie called Midnight Meat Train uh, that came out, I think, four years after this. But there's a it's in fact, it's the title sequence where the very first kill, somebody gets their head chopped off and it becomes the 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 victim's point of view and the head rolls around. 
well, they're in Midnight Meat Train. There's another extended sequence on a on the train where somebody gets decapitated, and it comes becomes the point of view. We're probably uh, we're probably overlooking a classic film. Those both are referencing at the same. You know what I mean? We're probably overlooking. I mean, maybe I'm I'm willing to I'm willing to accept that, but like I haven't seen a ton of movies where you see a severed head and then it's that point of view. Uh, I don't know, but. Maybe I'm missing something. So do you want to mention that they're a comedy group, Broken Lizard or whatever? And they've made these Yeah, actually movies? I did. Uh they they actually formed at Colgate College in 1989. Uh they moved to New York and um called themselves Broken Lizard and there's like a lot of myth around what it actually means. Some people say they just got drunk and came up with the name. Some people say it's hmm. like a, a a euphemism for like a a dick that won't work. I mean, there's like there there's well, no they're... definitive reason or uh you know why but their most infamous they... movie is probably where they're playing cops and super troopers. Super troopers, right? yeah. They made a couple movies. There's a rumor that they're making a part three. Well, they've <laughs> actually um they actually have a new movie. This is my last fact. Oh yeah. Uh, they have Bane. quasi coming out next month yeah. on 420. Ha <laughs> wink wink. Uh they know their audience. <laughs> Quasimodo. So it's like a hunchback yeah. of Notre Dame parody. Basically, so. they them doing their hunchback of Notre Dame movie, which is you know, I give them credit. They don't keep doing the same thing over and over. I mean, they've only done one sequel to Super Troopers, but this had inspired me to start watching Beer Fest. I hadn't seen it before, but we oh, got, so good. got it kicking last night after like that, watching. That might be my personal favorite of theirs. Yeah. Myself. Okay. I'll wait to ratings to talk about who my favorites are in the movie. I'll, I'll wait. So we'll go, we'll go. Uh, do we want to go to favorite bits? Yeah, There's bits. We'll do, do we have a commercial break coming? What are we doing? Bits. They're automatic. I'm just gonna. Commercial. I'm gonna drop the mm-hmm. messages in oh. later huh? in, in post. Oh, I love yeah. it. All right, so we're doing the bits. There was the so bit. many bits that were my favorite. The campfire story when they're telling the myth hmm. of Machete. Hmm. What what's the Machete villain's name? Obviously. I don't want to spoil. Well, spoiler alert: the real killer's name is Sam, but I don't so remember mach- Machete. Something. Oh man. Anyways, yeah. I don't know why it's Machete Phil or Gil or Jim. Like anyway, I don't know the other Machete. But I love it when Putnam steals the the show because uh, the nephew right is like telling the story of how he's you know dickless running around the forest and Putnam stands up and he's oh, got yeah. the Ken doll. <laughs> <laughs> the tuck back, yeah. Yeah, he's rocking the Ken doll. It just made me laugh so hard. Um, I love the whole like Penelope kind of reference to Penelope throughout the entire movie. I was reading some fun facts that like they had overheard someone behind them say like they were looking at a viewing of a movie or something. And there was an actress's name of Penelope on the screen and someone behind them said Penelope. That's a crazy name. I just think that's so funny that they continued that through. And probably my favorite kill was the electrocution when the machete killer like held up the TV and definitely fried somebody in the pool, but there was lots to, to laugh at throughout the whole movie. What about you, Dave? Um, I had quite a few, like, because I, because I like the, the broken lizard guys and this is, this is the only one of theirs, their major ones I hadn't seen yet. So just knowing who these guys are and how, how they are comedically just, seeing kevin hefferman uh with his dreadlocks coming Mm -hmm. in uh just kind of instantly killed me before he even said a word just because especially if you think of his character in super no jay has the dreadlocks 
Uh, well, I mean, hair. he had like mange or like his, his hair. hair his hair like... changes like three times. So I don't know. I don't know what the deal with his the character. beach waves. His character, yeah, but large, he. But well, in any case, he had like a crazy. He has, long, he has long hair, but if you notice that changed throughout the movie. Yeah, but in any case, I mean, if you know his character from Super Troopers, it was complete out of that, and, and I'm already laughing. Um, you know, Coconut Pete getting pissed off when uh, there's a lady like drunk saying "Play Margaritaville" and like just to see him go off like, no, no, <laughs> like go into a long diatribe without knowing he stole from me. I came up with Peter Collaborator hey, seven the years song, prior. I mean, I didn't know that Jimmy Buffett actually enjoyed the songs because they're not the the songs that they had Bill Paxton dub are not that bad or whatever you know. No, they're not. I, they're so thing. funny. They're so funny. I'm so glad that I watched this movie with captions because I do that all the time, yeah. anyways. But to like be able to read the lyrics of the songs were well, just hilarious. They, they play back a song to try to see if it has clues in it, right? And it sounds like a SpongeBob episode, you know, like an yeah. adventure from the SpongeBob cartoon. It's really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess my last favorite bit. Um, was uh john kind of alluded to it earlier but uh spoiler alert um the the main guy our main killer gets like pinned and his body chopped basically in half by rope spinning around him and and like john said there is a nod to friday the 13th where like you're you're thinking oh there's no way he's completely dead he was split in half he sunk to the bottom nope his upper torso (laughs) like the upper half just like still tries to grab somebody and of course uh, that is yeah because traditionally like the in these the movies in these movies the killer always comes back for one more right so yeah. pops out of the water but pops out of the water the way that they introduce jason Voorhees at the end of the original friday the 13th um it's like the same shot of this half and disemboweled killer popping up at the end um but yeah what about you turn. john yeah um yeah. i love it when the pineapple kills the pear and his guts come out. Yeah, so they're 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 playing some kind of like manual version of Pac-Man where you, they're all in costumes and like and they keep drinking. They like the the pellets are just the, martinis. The, yeah, the killer usually has like this totem esque like tribal mask on, but but he finds a that they've left the pineapple costume unoccupied, so he puts it on, and then the pair who's eating a pear, right. Mm-hmm. Gets, mm. yeah, gets disemboweled or whatever. <laughs> like, so the pineapple kills the pear. Incredible, incredible. Because no other movie, there's no other slasher movie that could like do that. The only other slasher movies that like have that level of like nostalgia but comedy is like Freaky or Happy Death Day, which are relatively modern. This one beat them to the punch with these kind of like reflexive moments or something. But anyway, I mean, I, I mean, just the fact that I get to sit here on a podcast and go like. I just love it when the pineapple killed the pear. I mean, what other opportunities would you have to say something like that? You know? There was a I mean, lot of personification with the pear. Like the pear had actual real guts when he had been stabbed. <laughs> like it was like the pear's <laughs> organs were like spewing out of the pear's body. So it made me laugh too. Cut him deep. Uh, where are we? Oh, we're going to rate the movie. All right. We have our own system. Binge now, binge later, binge never. Watch it now. Get to it eventually on your playlist, or don't put this in. You're going to waste your time. You're going to count the cancer cells growing in your body because it just killed you to watch it. Um, Jordan, what do you? What does this line up for you? It's a slasher movie. 
This was a total bench now. I woke up to a surprise blizzard today of like six inches of snowmageddon. Mm. And I thought about Club Dread all day today. And it's a little oasis of a movie. Lots of laughs. Good looking chicks. Mm. Funny music. You can't go wrong. So, Dave, what about you? Uh, yeah, I, you know, honestly, I think before the discussion, this was I was leaning on a binge later, but like this is kind of revisiting and rethinking about it. Pushed me over to a binge now. Uh, watch it with friends, especially if you can watch it with friends. Uh, honestly, this has a lot in common. This would make a great double feature with like Shaun of the Dead, which I came out the same year because like this is like I was telling John earlier, take out the comedy. This is still a legit horror movie or a legit slasher. Um it works both ways. It's funny and it has good kills. So yeah, binge now. John. This is my fourth time watching it. And the only part that bothered me was the detectives. And I didn't remember them being in the movie so much before the police mm-hmm. boat gets blown up, but I guess they were always there. And I just never noticed that they were there. However, it is interesting. What I noticed this time, like this is the about the fourth time I watched it, that, there are definitely hints that Sam is the murderer the whole time. Like, like even like he scratches out the word fun above the word police on his vest. Hmm. I'm like, Oh, I never, I never watched him do that. Like there's a couple things that he does where you're just like, okay, like it was him the whole time. I mean, his re his reason for being a killer is outrageous. Like his coworker didn't want to share the fun with the two chicks. And also he ran out of marijuana or something. Right. So he just like, he just like snaps one day, like they're just working ordinary Thursday, and then he just like snaps, right? Um, because usually that's what's different. That's a departure from these movies. Is usually there's like a personal reason. So the movie gives the movie actually takes a time when it introduces the other staff members to give them a reason to be the murderer in the movie, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's not this great reason for, for the dude to be killing everybody. But, you know, that's, that's the parody part of it, I guess. Anyway, uh, binge now, because again, probably the reason they came up on our previous uh, summer slash episode is because if you're searching for all these slasher movies and you run out, you go, what do you go to next? And this one is probably underrated and overlooked all the time. And it's even with the comedy, it's, it's by the book, paint the numbers. It's a good slasher movie. Yeah, you know what I mean. They follow the patterns they're supposed to follow. Um, it's got Brittany Daniel. She's the one that plays Jenny, so she's like the final girl in this movie. Um, you might have seen her in a couple episodes of All the Sunny. She actually started acting a long time ago when she was a kid with her twin, hmm. whose name is I think is Cynthia. But they were on uh, Sweet Valley High back in the day when like every '90s or whatever TV show was about teens and like like they're talking like Saved by the Bell type type stuff or Degrassi High, that kind of stuff. Um, but she's in Joe Dirt. Remember Joe Dirt, David? She's the main girl. In Joe Actually, Dirt. I, I can tell you what a lot of people probably remember her from. White chicks. Because, white yeah, because my yeah. wife watched. She's like, oh, white chicks. I'm like, who? Her? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, she was actually married to Keenan Ivory Wayne's at one point, but now she's married to some real estate dude named uh, Adam Tooney or whatever, whose name sounds familiar. And I thought he was a celebrity too, but then he's just a real estate dude. However, recently. She, uh, her sister donated an egg so she could have a baby. That's what's going on in Brittany Daniels' life. Hmm. I always liked Brittany Daniels, and it might be because of this one movie. Like, I don't think it's because of White Chicks. I think it's because of Club Dread. And, like, I want to see her in other things, probably because of Club Dread. Uh, you know, 
I, I, you know who I kept confusing her until I like I got my head straight and like, oh, that's not her. I kept thinking it was Maria Bello, if you know who that actress is. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Jenny McCarthy. They're all kind of in the same thing. Like, oh, I'm sure they could all go to the same audition. You know, like you walk in and you're like, oh, I'm so unique. You walk in, there's like 200 versions of you <laughs> sitting in a room. Jordan, you ever go to a catacol like audition? Like, hey, we're gonna put you in this commercial, and then you show up and there's like a hundred other Jordans, and you're like, wait a minute, what's going on? What's happening here? Multiverse nightmares. Mm, sounds so scary. Yeah. Um, what else is going on? Oh, the favorites from the Broken Lizard. So we already mentioned Kevin Heffernan a couple of times. It sounds like my co-hosts like him too. Played Lars in this movie. Was Farva, the outrageous cop in Super Troopers mm-hmm. that was kind of like you. You he was like a love to hate. Like he was intentionally making you hate him in that movie, right? Yeah, because he was like a super cop. And uh, he played Landfill and the twin brother Gil in Beer Fest, which Jordan was saying she was watching. Like at one point, his character gets trapped in a turbine filled with beer. And then he just he just tries to. That's right. <laughs> I almost fell out of my chair. Uh, he just he just tries to drink this entire vat of beer. And then like the joke is it immediately cuts to him being dead in that movie. Like he couldn't, there's no way he could suck down a whole turbine of beer. Like it's basically folks. It's like, he's in like a, I don't even know if these things really existed at distilleries or not. Like where they make the beer. Like Although, it, it's, a, it's just basically a giant blender of beer. I don't know what to say. Like it's a giant tub of beer. Those are yeah. real. And I am picturing it right now. Yeah. So you're making me laugh about other parts of that movie. Cause I'm immediately thinking of like when his brother comes in, which I can't remember his name. Yeah. He's they're like, like, we killed, we just killed the main character, yeah. but we're just going to write his brother in. And he's exactly yeah. the same. Like, dude. Oh, yeah. and he's written me letters and told me so much about all you guys. It's like, we, like we don't even have to years. go through that awkward getting yeah. to know each other stage. Let's yeah, just yeah. move forward. Interesting. Hilarious. Can't wait to finish it. Oh, sorry. I'm, we're killing oh, it's, for you. Oh, it's fine. You know, I feel like as soon as I saw, like, Lars, the character, come on screen, I was like, I had to pause. I was like, wait a second. And so I, mm. like, looked up the cast. Sometimes I need to have context of a movie before I watch it, and sometimes I don't. And this is one of those ones that I was, like, really glad that I didn't because I was surprised. I was like, oh, shit, it's the whole freaking cast in this. So... <laughs> I knew it was going to be a good one. They wrote a heavy hitter into this movie whose name is MC Ganey. He was in Con Air. Mm. He goes all the way back to time after time. He usually pops up in like these character parts, and you're just like, this guy's like in everything, and he crops up. He's in this movie, guy, he's man. Coconut Pete's like security guard, who supposedly has like history as like an FBI profiler. Right. And it's like, as soon as this guy shows up, I'm going to take him out. And the joke, obviously, is that his character is killed off almost immediately. Right, right, in in Club Dread. However, it's like every time. I, oh, he's also in Sideways as like a punk dude. Oh, his wife yeah. is is like hooks up with the guys in Sideways, and then he shows up. And uh, anyway, Let's see, I'm if thinking, anybody oh. wants to see MC Ganey naked, go watch Sideways. My point is this: that he's such a good actor. Like, I want to see him like in a leading role. Dude's getting old now; he's like seventy, but um. I yeah, somebody's like got to write him like enough. that indie movie where he's like the lead character, right? Piece. I mean, like his Michelle Yeoh mo- m- like moment or something, because right. like uh, he's so good that it's like, why doesn't he have like a leading role? Or something? he, I don't think he's ever, as far as I'm aware of, he's been in like 50 TV shows and 50 movies, and dude's never had like a leading role, as far as I know. Um, 
But again, when you see him, you're comfortable with him because you see him enough times, you're like, oh, that's that dude. He's going to do something really cool. Here we go. Um, Jay Chandra Saker tried to say his name correctly earlier. Hopefully I wrote it down. I, You know what I do when I can't get these names right? I go to pronouncename.com. Do you know this guy? <laughs> like, you know, like, or the YouTube video that shows you how to pronounce a name that you don't mm-hmm. understand. Uh, if it's not Irish, it's not a real name. If it's not Mick in front of it, we're not going to talk. Just kidding. <laughs> Uh, where are we? Oh, I'm just making random jokes now. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, he directs all their stuff, and supposedly he founded the group. He played Putnam in this movie with the dreadlocks, the tennis coach, uh, who does the the tuck in, um, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Uh, Ken doll. <laughs> what's the movie? That's the serious movie with Joey <laughs> yeah, Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, he's doing the. Oh, damn it! I almost fell out of my chair again. The tuck back. A, the tuck back. People yeah. know what you mean when you say the tuck back. All right, just say the tuck back, okay? <laughs> um, but yeah, he's got to, and he's he's doing Animal Control the show now. But he's been done Community. He's done a bunch of undeclared. He's done a bunch of television, and also he, he did a movie the came uh, out last year that when, nobody saw when Dukes of Hazard was still culturally acceptable. He did the Dukes of Hazard movie, the remake. You know, Willie Nelson's in it. Jessica Simpson might be oh, in it too. So. Is that right, David? Is she yeah. in that movie? She is. Was hey, but folks, at one point, people wanted Jessica Simpson on their radio, on their TVs, and in their movies. Uh, we've done pretty much everything. Let's see. Oh, we have this thing coming out called, uh, well, actually, because it's Savage Spring Break, we have a new t-shirt, new merch. You can get it as stickers, coffee mugs. It's basically like somebody has a Denver-style sunglass on, like Viper mm. Pit Viper sunglasses or whatever Ooh. they're called. But it's a pineapple getting chopped in half by an axe to go along with these slasher movies. I'm like verbally describing. I'm like alt describing the image. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, we have an axe killing a pineapple person or whatever cartoon pineapple dude, and uh, it's called Savage Spring Break, which I mentioned at the top of the episode. So we're we're trying to kick out the special merch with the special episodes as they happen. We're usually not quick enough, but now we have an artist that works with us, Chris Moy, so we can throw it out there. Jordan says she's got to have this one. Oh, it is a must. So, so I'll figure out a way to get it shipped off or whatever. I don't know. You want a cup or a t-shirt? T-shirt. Or both? T-shirt first. Okay, okay. Cu- both. Both. You're like, oh, both. <laughs> <laughs> Slip that out there, and I'm gonna do more. If you ask it. <laughs> yeah. So, so to go along with this thing, I actually uh, had Chat GDP because that's all the rage. This dumb computer thing that everybody's doing, like tell it to do this and tell it to do that. I don't think it's that smart. It's still looking the paint off the walls and needs to be direct. Like, but I think like maybe it's not smart on purpose because if it's too smart, then it's the Terminator and we're all dead. Right. Like we're just we're just giving it task rabbit stuff to do, but we don't want it to ever be in charge. And anyway. the thing is, it's it's gonna get smarter too, which is yeah, spooky. Pumping it full of information about us. Um. So I I was like, let's write an outline to Savage Spring Break, which is a horror movie that stars the three of us. Include a podcast, but let's call it this, and let's do that, and this is who the killer is, and this is how it has to happen, and also include this as the final surprise, and then like here, here's what we, uh, what me and my co-writer Chat TGP came up. Do you have to give it credit, David? Does it, does it have mm. IP? Like, do you have to give it points, like WGA, like co co-written by? I don't know. That's a good question. Where's the rights? Where's I have the to have our lawyers look into that. I know there's going to be cases, right? There's going to be court cases where, like, we're taking Chat GDP to court, or it's taking us to court. And guess who wrote all the? Uh, guess who wrote the closing arguments? Chat GDP on both sides of the table. 
you know? Um, so this movie is called Savage Spring Break with us in it. The tagline is, this spring break, the only thing savage is the killer. <laughs> All right. So it stars Johnny Spoiler as Travis, Jordan Savage as Tawny, Donnie, and Bonnie, David as Frankie the Fridge, and Lisa Wilcox, you might know her from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 4 and 5. She's playing Tanya. Okay, you ready for what this movie's about? Okay. Go for it. The Film Fridge podcast crew, Travis, Tawny, and Frankie the Fridge, head to their beach house for their spring break and special wedding event. They plan to spend their days drinking and watching horror movies. Tawny reveals that she has a twin sister, Donnie, who's locked in the basement due to her mental illness. <laughs> they hear Perfectly about Perfectly rational way to deal with that. Exactly. Well, just lock them in there. Yeah. They're but not people. Apparently you feed her. I don't know. She seems healthy. Okay. They hear about a string of murders happening in the area and decide to ignore it. Of course we're going to ignore the fact. Yeah, everybody's getting murdered. We're just hanging out for spring break. Why would we care? Um, Frankie, who is a horror movie buff, starts noticing similarities between the murders and horror movies. Now here's act two. Frankie dies in a gruesome murder. Oh. All the bridesmaids and groomsmen begin to be targets by the killer. Travis and Tawny suspect Donnie is the killer as she had escaped from the basement the night that Frankie was murdered. <clears throat> they try to find Donnie, but instead they find Bonnie, who claims to be Tawny's long-lost sister. They are skeptical, but Bonnie tells them that their mother, Tanya, was a lunatic nurse who stole Bonnie and raised her separately from Tawny and Donnie. This is where it gets Lifetime Movie of the Week right here. Then, the search for Donnie continues. Travis gets separated from the group, and then Bonnie poses as Tawny. Like, you're going to have to bring all your acting skills to this. It's the twinception again. You're, you're playing triplets, and one of them is a murderer. We don't know which one. All right. Tawny finds Donnie, who reveals that she's not the serial killer. This is Act 3. She's not the serial killer, but was trying to warn them about Bonnie and Tanya. Donnie reveals to Tawny that the plan to replace Tawny during her spring break wedding ceremony to Travis, and then Bonnie would kill Travis to take his fortune. I don't even know that Travis had money. Well, apparently, he's got money, David. Frank must have discovered this, and that's why he was butchered. So at least there's a reason why you got killed, Dave. You found out all was the stuff. Was it in vain? Tawny races against time to stop Bonnie and Tanya. You're the hero, Jordan. Final girl. Let's go. Uh, Travis is at the altar with Bonnie, believing that she is Tawny. In a final confrontation, Travis and Tawny fight Bonnie and Tanya and eventually kill them. The movie ends with Travis and Tawny getting married and Donnie being released from the basement. Then, the Film Fridge podcast crew reflect on their savage spring break and mourn the loss of Frankie, a.k.a. The Fridge, who died trying to solve the mystery. <laughs> <laughs> they reveal that Donnie... Here's the twist. They reveal that Donnie has taken Tawny's place on the podcast and... Tawny is now locked away in the basement. <gasps> I was going to say hashtag free Donny, but she <laughs> is a freaking two-timer. Oh. Mm -hmm. What? That's wild. Uh, Oscar-worthy performances by Jordan Savage having to play three psychotic three parts. Yeah. <clears throat> um, you know, David, the reason you were really cut out of the movies, you had all the best lines, and I just couldn't have, I couldn't, mm. you know, just like William Shatner saying, don't give Leonard Nimoy, all the best lines. Let's cut his. Let's cut his scenes down. You know. Let's. let's uh, you know. Even Spock's the be. logical one. Let's give his best stuff to the Shatner. Uh, mm. Anyway, 
Meanwhile, Jordan's writing the book about like, and then John and David got into a fight on set. It's a tell-all. It's a tell-all. Yes. <laughs> Went to blows. Um, that's the movie that the computer wrote for us, folks. Thank computer you. AI, I don't know. Language-based, blah, 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 blah. Chat blah, GTP. Blah. Yeah, anyway. That's Savage Spring Break. Order it now on demand or go to the new Blockbuster and rent the damn thing. There you go. Yeah, it'll be on the shelf as a Blockbuster exclusive. Yeah, and if you rent two, you get one free. Is that how it works, David? Usually. Oh, What's the name of your video that? store? My video store? Um, Dave's Den. I don't know. Sounds like a place you get murdered. For real. <laughs> come, get, uh, come get murdered or a video. Wow. Uh, What's going on next week? Uh, We're going to continue Savage Spring Break. We're going to watch Corvette Summer. We're actually going to do like an exclusive preview of the Japanese remake of The Cube, which is coming out at some point on this thing called Screenbox. That'll be fun. Uh, Based on Dave's attitude, I would suggest don't rent his videos because you might die. You might you'll, die. You'll definitely die if you rent my videos. For, forget. Actually, to no. You'll them. die if you bring them back scratched. Is what yeah. Happens. Yeah. Or you could just serve them pancakes. Everybody could just sit around eating pancakes. Okay. Oh, you don't know which David you're getting because technically there's David and then there's the one he has locked in the basement. The den, David. See, I'm beginning to think I might be the evil Dave because I do have a goatee right now. Mm. Did so. you absorb your twin in the womb? <laughs> It's like Bender. Bender did his twin. He's a robot. He what was still his have a twin? What was his twin's name? His evil twin's name? Oh, I just oh, that's right. They gave him like a little goatee. I know, thing, me right? too. I and just watched it. Uh, uh, I can't remember. Yeah. Oh well, I thought we were gonna that's have extra, fun. extra something, but that's it. That's all I got. There will probably be a sequel. If you made a movie like called Savage Spring Break, there would be two, three, four, seven. There would be a lot. Mm. If it follows other slasher movies, you got to have one with psychic powers. Like, you know, how did Donnie get out of that basement in the first place? She used her little psychic powers. And then you got to go to outer space. I was going to say, yeah. You gotta go Sometimes hell, if you're that type of sh- story. Mm. Whoa. I'm I'm really confused by the number of twins, so I don't know which one is actually the bad one at this point. Uh, in one of the sequels, do we find out like they're quintuplets? <laughs> so like a fourth one pops up, wow. Shawnee. There you go. 